It's complicated, only she and I will understand. We never even kiss. One time we came close. But that and that, I made love to her brain Alright folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable. You're spending it here and I hope you are seeing it as a positive way of using your time. So once again, quick introduction on the music. That was D1, my favorite rapper nowadays. Um, that song is called The One That Got Away. Don't forget to follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. All those links will be in the description box. I hope your past couple weeks have been good. I hope you have been strong on your mission and taking the steps necessary to accomplish your goals in life and once again to also help those around you because that's what it's truly about right making sure everybody in some way shape or form is on the right path and taking positive steps forward on that path so I'm gonna start here I got a couple more subscribers on SoundCloud one is just a user she did not create a profile or he or she did not create a profile the other one is Andrew Hyatt so thank you for subscribing and joining the movement so coming at you today on what a real Catholic man spiritual man religious man Christian man should be acting because I think unfortunately in today's world um, with the opinions that everybody has, my myself included, the opinions you hear on my podcast and social media networks, um, we tend to lose these um, pathways of how a real man, real gentleman should act in today's society, right? Especially with all the different complex ideas and perspectives on the world, we tend to lose what the basics are. And I've heard it said best the other day. Let me think about it. His name is Jordan Peterson. And he was talking about how people think that rules restrict things, right? When we have this structure, they restrict creativity. But in reality, it does not, right? Because once you know the rules, kind of like that saying, once you know the rules to the game, play. Because there are so many different things you can still do within a game, right? If you're playing football, you can't hold. That doesn't mean you cannot be a great blocker and you cannot help your team greatly. There's just new schemes that you can come up with to help blocking with the stunting and the pulling tackle, all these different things, right? That cre There is creativity within the structure and the boundaries that have been created. We need structure and we need boundaries. And that's the same you know, kind of like a concept I've came up with, which will be discussed in here as well on a video, where it's everybody says we must think outside the box, be outside the box. The box is too restrictive. But in reality, the box is a good thing. We need the box, right? I heard a Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle interview, and he said he was having a conversation with his father, and his father was telling him, hey, you know, if you want to if you want to go down the path of becoming a comedian, becoming famous and things like that, just always know your price. 
right? And that's where you got to know your price to where once things get too high, then you leave. And he says that's why he ended up going to Africa. And then the stories were out there saying that he was uh, doing crack or whatever the case may be. But in reality, he was just, he's like, I needed to get away from the madness, right? He had his price. He had his morals. Those are, those are your moral values. The box is very important because those are your moral values. And you can say no matter what I encounter in life, if whatever I encounter conflicts with these set of rules, I'm out no matter what the case is, right? We've got to understand that. That's like one of my clients has always told me, you need to stop bringing uh, politics into your videos and your beliefs and things like that. Stop putting your faith and stuff online because if you do, that's going to prevent you from getting clients, right? And in my opinion, if those people are that close-minded to where they disagree with what I believe to where they don't even want to work with me and get results because that's what it should really be about, the outcome, not about my beliefs, then, you know, in my opinion, that's their bad, right? I'm not going to sacrifice my beliefs just to gain more clients, right? That just means uh, maybe some other Christians and Catholics and spiritual people will see value within my content and still follow and join, Right? We've got to understand that discussion is a beautiful thing. Whether we disagree or not, it's going to help us grow. So being able to have those difficult discussions is something that's going to help us become better men and women. Right, That's what we've got to understand. So I don't know where I got this information from, but it's labeled. I just labeled it. I was looking through one of my notebooks, and I got this somewhere. And it said a real Catholic man. And I'm going to go into this and then I've got a couple other lists that I want to go through that I researched, that I found, that I think is very important for men nowadays. And before I get into this, I, this is an interesting quote I heard the other day. Um, <clears throat> when it comes down to too much masculinity in the world is considered toxic, but, uh, you know, extravagant amounts of feminism is considered good. And why is that? Why, if a man is really masculine, that's considered bad. But in today's world with this feminist movement, the more feminist you are, the better it is. And unfortunately, that feminism in today's world, in my opinion, is just the the exact opposite of the extreme of super masculinity to where it's, if you can't beat them, join them. That's kind of my opinion on it, right? If men can sleep around, act like dogs and... Uh, be evil, so can women. I think it's a downfall that women have fallen into. Once again, it's my own perspective. Um, and I like more of that feminism that is elegant. And this is what men have lost too. And this will bring us hopefully back into that, you know, that homeostasis. I don't know if that's the, the right word I'm looking for, uh, but uh, true masculinity. So number one is we need to be steady. And what does this mean? Not ruled by our passions. Unfortunately, in today's world, it's if it's an emotion, we follow it. And we all know that, you know, it's kind of that concept of when you get drunk, you kind of say things you don't mean. Or sometimes it's even, it can even just be that the, you, if you're a person that's maybe less social, you will actually speak your mind. But unfortunately, we know when we go down that road, a lot of negative things can be said. 
So we need to understand that we are not ruled by our passions and our pleasures. We need to control them. It's kind of that same concept of do you eat to live or do you live to eat, right? Or it's that same concept of we must make our bodies our slaves so we are not slaves to our bodies, which is the same thing. We're not slaves to a horm- you know, to our hormones and to uh, those things to where once we follow that path, we end up regretting it, right? Nobody ever regretted not eating the last piece of cake, right? Everybody re- always regrets having that last donut, that next donut, and then you just feel horrible, right? Nobody have, has ever felt guilty from not eating a piece of cake, not eating that next meal, not having that last beer, right? But it's like I tell people when you hang around and you, uh, you, if you've done a lot of drinking like I used to do, it was you can see that shift to where people are fine, 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 and then there's that one drink that throws them over the edge, right? Or people will say, yeah, I'm a good pool player until I have just that one drink too many, right? Because there's that same, it's that same concept of where you can actually, you know, yeah, the the booze can, you know, one or two drinks can loosen you up, make you feel a little bit better, but then all of a sudden you have too many and then it's over. Next is decisiveness. You must make decisions, right? Never be afraid to be, to make a decision, We've got to understand that you're always going to have to make a decision in life. Some are wrong, some are uh, right. And if you are making uh, decisions and you're making wrong decisions, that usually just means you did not take your time or you did not think it out properly. You missed something. So once we make these decisions, if it was a bad decision, we need to once again look back at the path we took to get to that decision and then understand if there was something we missed. Did we not have all the facts? Why did it not work? Or I've heard it said best the other day that if you know deep down in your heart you tried your best, you stuck to your moral values, you did everything in your power to make the right decision and you feel truly that you made the right decision, you followed truth, you followed justice, you followed all these different things, And whatever the decision is, you've got to understand that that is the best decision, right? You didn't have to, you didn't have to eliminate your moral values to have a better outcome, like you know, cheating on taxes, cheating someone out of their money, or whatever the case may be. If you truly know you did what's right, that is the best outcome that that could have possibly been made, and you need to understand that. Next is integrity. That's where we talked about that box. Staying inside the box. Structure. This is what we all lack in life. You know, we all lack structure. What do you do in the morning? What's your morning routine? What's your evening routine? Uh, Are you food prepping? Are you taking time for prayer? Are you taking time for family? Are you taking time to make phone calls? Are you making time for yourself? We need to have structure in our life. And I understand that that can get... You know, it can get boring, but structure is what's going to lead to success. Having a set plan. And I've said this in multiple videos before. It's that same thing like Monday should be your day of planning, right? You don't want to go into the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with no plan. You need to make sure that you have an outline of what's going to happen. And then Monday is game day, right? Monday's game day. How did it go? Monday night, you want to sit down 
evaluate what happened during that day. Like, yes, it went good. No, this didn't go good. This did go good. And then reevaluate your plan. The key to success tomorrow is by planning today. Blessings, right? God blesses us with life, with financial freedom, with uh, spiritual growth, all these different things. So since you have been blessed, are you blessing others? And that's what we've discussed earlier. Are you helping those around you? Right next is going to be a legacy or an inheritance. How are you building that legacy? I've heard it said start from the, the end and work your way down. So what do you want to be put on your gravestone? What would you want someone to uh, say at your funeral? How would people that have only met you once speak of you? Um, an inheritance, you know, the Bible does say people want to say money's the root of all evil, this and that. But the Bible does say, you know, a good man, a good person leaves something for his children's children, right? His grandchildren. What are you doing? Whether that's, a, it doesn't have to be financially. Is it a diary? Are there stories? Are there, you know, names on your parish? Did you donate something to your church, to a cause, to where your name is set in stone somewhere, to where they can be proud of the things that you did? They know about your her their heritage. They know what kind of individual you were. That's what you need to know. Um, what about becoming a minimalist? Right, And this can take on many things. I think if we minimalize the clutter within our own lives, mentally, spiritually, physically, well, we will see great change in our lives. Right? Don't let the possessions own you, own your possessions. Are you consuming or are you being consumed? These are things that you need to understand. Uh, another thing that people... Uh, misunderstand that you, I, I wrote here in the notes for some reason that can be considered being a minimalist is being chaste, right? We think of chastity as priests not engaging in intercourse, right? And that's not chastity. Chastity is, is within a marriage, right? You give yourself to your wife and that's the only person that you give yourself to that you love in that way. And that's a way of being chaste. You say no to every other thing and yes to your wife in that sense. Um, like I said before, mentoring. How are you giving back? How are you helping those grow? How can you share your experience with others, your ups and downs? Especially, I think it's very important that we express and share the negative things that have happened in our life because those are going to be the most powerful things and i've heard it said best as well though right it doesn't make you a better person if you were a if you came from a bad situation in life like you grew up in a poor area you grew up in whatever the case may be and became successful that doesn't make you better right that doesn't make you better than someone who was from middle class and became successful or someone that was from hot upper class and became even more successful, right? The key is just that you were successful. But once again, we need to understand that what is success to you? Because success to you might not be success to your children, right? Might not be success to the next person. So once again, it's knowing 
what you believe to be success in life. If you can honestly say the path you're on brings honor to your parents and your family, then you're on the right path. But if you can honestly look at your mission and what you're doing in life and you get embarrassed about these things or there are things you wouldn't share with others, then maybe you're on the wrong path. You know, that's that same issue with this whole individuality and this individualism lifestyle to where it's like, do what makes you happy. Do this, do that. But you know, if it's something that you would do behind closed doors, but you wouldn't share with those around you, then are you really doing what's right? I think that's another thing that we need to start to contemplate and think about. So that was the first list I had, right? And then I've made a video on this before. Chivalry, right? People will say, chivalry's dead. And I heard a comedian say, uh, I think it was Dave Chappelle again, it's chivalry's dead, right, ladies? And they're like all hooting and hollering. He's like, that's because you killed it, right? And once again, I think that could be that feminist movement, right? They don't want guys to open doors for them. For some reason, it's a sign of weakness, and I don't understand these things. To me, it just it seems strange. Like, I've heard a lady tell me, don't call me ma'am. I'm not old. Don't call me ma'am. And I felt like telling her, well, I would like to be called sir. That's why I call you ma'am. Right? So, the rules, the code of chivalry. And so this is the Ten Commandments of the Code of Chivalry. And this is coming from a Christian perspective, if I believe right. says, Thou shalt believe all that the church teaches and shall observe all its directions. Now this is definitely geared towards Catholicism because this is what Catholicism is truly about. Thou shalt defend the church. Right? But in both of these things you must know the true meaning of why the church teaches what it teaches and then defend those teachings. And I think we've got to understand that truth can exist even if it seems impossible. And I think that's why people struggle with uh, church teaching because it seems so impossible to not have sex before marriage, right? To not be a glutton and a drunkard and not to steal and not to do all these things, but that doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Thou shalt respect all weakness and thou shalt constitute thyself the, to defend them. Thou shalt love the country in which thou was born. Right? I just made a video on patriotism versus nationalism. And I think this is the downfall we've getting. This is a road that kind of America's going down and a lot of countries in general. Right? Uh, nationalism is my country's better than yours and you need to, you need to uh, adopt the beliefs and characteristics of my country. That's where America has gone now. Right? But patriotism is living the characteristics of your country, living that lifestyle, that tradition that was created within your country, people seeing it and wanting to become a part of it, wanting to say, I believe in that more than I believe in what my country believes. That country has values that I want to stick up for. And you go there and you become a part of that society, not going to that society and trying to change it. 
So true patriotism is living the lifestyle, others wanting to emulate it. It's the same thing I've said with Christianity. Why would someone want to be a Christian if they've seen you join the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, the Buddhist Church, whatever church it is, whatever religion it is, and it's never really changed your life, right? You're still the same person. You're still out partying. You're still out drinking. You're still out doing whatever. And the only thing that's happened is you've volunteered your time more or you're tithing to that community. But in reality, it hasn't made a change in your life. Thou shalt not recoil before thine enemy. Thou shalt make war against the infidel without cessation, cessation and without mercy. And I think this one is the same concept. It sounds really uh, dangerous, right? And it sounds really horrible. But in reality, it's knowing the truth knowing your moral value, your box, and making sure that no matter what, you defend yourself and you defend those beliefs if they are the correct beliefs. That's why we've always got to be having those difficult discussions with those that have different views than us because they might have certain views that are correct and you might have certain views that are correct and you might have certain views that are wrong, and so do they, and now you're able to become more educated, and you are able to actually, truly start to become who God wants you to be. Thou shalt not perform scrupulous duties if they be not contrary, contrary to the laws of God. Thou shalt never lie. Thou shalt remain faithful to thy pledged word. So once again, this is just a word your bond, right? If you say you're going to do something, do it. Thou shalt be generous and give largely to everyone. And once again, these are all just common themes within what a great person is. How a person should live their life. So this one is the code of chivalry. So this one is for England. We'll go through this real quick. I won't go into too much detail unless need be. Live and serve king and country. Live to defend the crown and country and all it holds dear. Live one's life so that it is worthy of respect and honor. And I think that's one I'll talk about real quick. You know, the, the easiest way to gain respect from somebody is to respect yourself. How do you expect someone to respect you if you don't respect yourself? In today's society, we are a society that is visually stimulated. That's the way it is. It doesn't matter. And if people see that you're a person that's really overweight, bad acne, this or that, doesn't dress the nicest, unfortunately, you're going to be judged on those things. That's society. And in reality, your body is your temple, so you should be taking care of it. And I'm not saying that you need to have six-pack abs, a $1,000 suit, you know, $50 shampoo. It's just look presentable. And if we look presentable, that in itself is going to cause others to give you respect because they can see this person takes care of themselves, right? Same thing with education. Are you well-educated? Can you have a decent conversation? When a discussion is brought up, do you add something of value to these discussions? These are all things that are going to gain respect. But once again, you had to respect yourself by exercising, eating healthy, reading books, learning things, venturing outside of your box. 
Live for freedom, justice, and all that is good. Never attack an unarmed foe. Never use a weapon on an opponent not equal to the attack. Never attack from behind. Avoid lying to your fellow man. Avoid cheating. Avoid torture. Obey the law of king, country, and chivalry. Administer justice. Protect the innocent. Inhabit, exhibit self-control. Show respect to authority. Respect women. Exhibit courage in word and deed. Defend the weak and innocent. Destroy evil in all of its monstrous forms. Crush the monsters that steal our land and rob our people. Fight with honor. I'm going to go back to that one. Crush the monsters that steal our land and rob our people. Now this is one thing I see it more when I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos and discussions on, um, I guess you said, what do they call themselves? Like the Pan-Africanism, Pan-Africans. Um, and I, I feel this way exactly with the Catholic community. I think every culture should be doing this. And if we did, this is the problem with, folks, this is the problem where they're trying to say, oh, there is no gender. There is no identity. Your identity can be whatever you want it to be, right? Um, but once again, if you're a black person, whatever you want to call yourself, an African person, African-American, whatever it is, uh, there's nothing wrong with having a business and wanting to hire all black people. I don't see anything wrong with that. You should want to help your people, your kind, whatever you want to call it, right? Just like me being a Catholic man, my first priority would be to, if I had a business, if my when my business takes off, is to hire Catholics, right? Then from there it would be to hire Christians. And then from there it would be whatever, right? Now mine's, that means, you know, I think the benefit of that versus... Uh, you know, people want to say religion is bad, but in my opinion, the benefit of that is way more beneficial than the Pan-African just wanting to, and I guess maybe that's considered a religion. I haven't really looked into it. I just listened to the, the talks. I think they're very interesting. But if I say I'm going to hire only Catholics, that's every race, right? There are Catholics of every race versus if you say you're just a part of that Pan-African community, that means you're most likely only going to be hiring the black race or the African race or whatever you want to call it, right? So in reality, that would mean, in my opinion, that Christianity and Catholicism would be, I'm trying to think of the word, would be uh, more diverse, right? Because I'm including every race. But yes, I am category, categorizing it as Catholic Christian, but I'm including more races than the Pan-African movement would would uh, be including. But once again, no disrespect. I love the talks, man. Those in the Pan-African movement are they've got some very intelligent discussions and arguments, so I really enjoy it. Um, fight with honor. Avenge the wronged. Never abandon a friend, ally, or noble cause. And this is one I think, uh, I know it's definitely issues in my life. You know, it's like friends if you're younger, right? It's your, your friend gets a girlfriend and then you never see your friend anymore, right? Isn't that that same thing right there? You're abandoning them. And that's kind of uh, 
um, a, a big issue. And I think that's the beauty of, which is going to be up next, the rules of courtly love. That's the beauty of courting a woman and living that more Christian-based relationship. Because uh, one girl, I listened to one of her talks, and she said, I made it a point to never be with my boyfriend alone. We only went places where we were with friends, right? So now you're you're not losing that concept of friendship just because you had a girlfriend. But what they did was, the reason why they did that is because they wanted to save themselves for marriage. And they knew that if they were together alone, there would be a better chance of the temptation taking over. So once again, they were able to incorporate their friendships in their relationship and be chased until marriage, which I thought was very awesome. Because I know with my friends, once you start dating, once you get married, things like that, it's you don't see each other anymore, which is really a downfall, you know, which is a, in my opinion, was, was a really heart-wrenching thing, you know. It, it really hurts, and I was guilty of it myself, so I can't complain. Fight for the ideals of the king, country, and chivalry. Die with valor. Always keep one's word or honor. Always maintain one's principle. Never betray a confidence or comrade. Avoid deception. Now, once again, avoiding deception, what does that mean? That actually means you have to research. You have to search for truth. You have to find truth. You have to question yourself and your beliefs. Because you are going to be the most biased person in your life, right? Oh, where was I? Die with honor. Exhibit manners. Be polite and attentive. Be res- be a res- be respectful of host, woman, and honor. Loyalty to country, freedom. That one's the same. So let's get to the rules of courtly love. The twelve chief rules of love, and I think this one will probably be very interesting. Uh, like I said, what I had mentioned before, I think that's a very interesting concept. And maybe I'll discuss a little bit uh, a video that I created off of a homily that a priest here in Colorado, Father Bart, gave that I thought was very, very interesting on why marriage is just a piece of paper. It says, Thou shalt avoid avarice like the deadly pestilence and shall embrace its opposite. Thou shalt keep thyself chaste for the sake of her whom thou lovest. Right? So what does that mean? If love is wanting what's best for the person and being unchaste can hurt the person, premarital sex can uh, potentially lead to, to hell, if you're going from a Christian perspective, that perspective of heaven and hell, then are you truly doing what's right for the person you love? Because loving a person means wanting what's best for them. Thou shalt not knowingly strive to break up a correct love affair that someone else is engaged in. Thou shalt not choose for thy love anyone whom a natural sense of shame forbids thee to marry. I think this is a big one too, right? We talked about dating someone that can mesh and become a loved one in your own family and i think since the families nowadays are so broken that we don't even put family into consideration right it gets down to the point to where 
Nobody likes the person in your family, but you're going to date them anyway. And all that does is breaking up the family. And that's what we need to understand. It's not forbidding. It's just knowing what's best for you. And once again, people know you more than, better than you know yourself. I think you've got to understand that. Like your parents probably know you better than you know yourself, right? Because you're just this crazy being running around going off of passions and urges and, and all these different things. And they can see these things. They can see your faults. It's hard for a person to see their own faults. And that's why it's so difficult for you or I to sit in silence and really contemplate our lives and the type of people that we are. And once we can learn the type of people that we truly are, then we can truly start to make those changes in life. <clears throat> Be mindful completely to avoid falsehood. Thou shalt not have many who know of thy love affair. So once again, it's just never kiss and tell, right? You've always heard that one. It's a hard one to it's a hard one to uh, stick with, though. Being obedient in all things to the commands of ladies, thou shalt ever strive. To ally thyself to the service of love. In giving, so here's the next one. In giving and receiving love's solace, let modesty be ever present. Thou shalt speak no evil. Thou shalt not be a revealer of love affairs. Thou shalt be in all things polite and courteous. In practicing the solace of love, thou shalt not exceed the desires of thy lover. And there's a couple more, but these are getting long. This is courtly love. I'll go with this one as well, and then I'll end it. Um, the Art of Courtly Love by Andreas Kapilinus. And I'm getting these ones now off of the website marshall.freeshell.org backslash chivalry. So marriage is no real excuse for not loving. He who is not jealous cannot love. It seems kind of strange. Um... No one can be bound by a double love. It is well known that love is always increasing or decreasing. I like that one. That one makes sense, right? Because it's that same concept of if you're not putting in the effort, right? Things are going away. That's that same thing we talked about earlier where there needs to be structure. You know, just because you've been married for a long time doesn't mean you stop dating, you stop treating her right. Um, so once again, it's either you're I think the the best thing I've heard is uh, what keeps a relationship strong and safe is falling in love every day. Make sure that you're falling in love every day. That which a lover takes against the will of his beloved has no relish. Boys do not love until they reach the age of maturity. When one lover dies, a widowhood of two years is required of the survivor. And I think this one makes sense. You know, that's kind of that downfall of today's society where it's kind of the only way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. And that is totally, totally a, a misconception. That's only going to make the problem worse. No one should be deprived of love without the very best of reasons. No one can love unless he is propelled by the persuasion of love. Love is always a stranger in the home of the avarice. It is not proper to love any woman whom one would be ashamed to seek to marry. Now, this is a great one, right? You should always, and this would create a lot less broken hearts and a lot less 
um, hurt men and women in the world if you only dated for marriage, right? So with that one, I'm going to go into what I discussed on that video. Why marriage is just a piece of paper. And it's only a a piece of paper because we have not followed what would be considered Christian values. And why is that? So here it is, right? How does modern day relationships work? I'm going modern day 2017. What happens, right? You meet a girl. You start chatting with her, right? Things go good, whatever. Majority of the time it ends up in then you're having sex with her and then from there it goes in you're moving in together and then all of a sudden from there you get married, right? And then all of a sudden when you get married, women are expecting some great change and something crazy to happen, right? But we went out of order. We went dating, sex, living together, marriage. Marriage is the last thing on that list, right? But this, if you follow a Christian point of view on dating, this is how it goes. You date, right? You date, you marry, you live together, and you sleep with each other, right? So it's dating, then marriage. And then all of a sudden, now we have you move in, and then you start to engage in sexual activity. So after marriage, there's still two more new and exciting, crazy things going on in life, right? Within the relationship. Versus before, it was... uh, Dating, sex, living together, marriage. Nothing after that, right? Maybe a child. Nowadays, they're even having children before. But once again, if you go that Christian way, number two is marriage, and then we have living together and intercourse. So that leads up to something happening. There can be changes. And I'm just going to end it there. I know we're getting kind of long here. We're in the 30s. So there you go. I think what it means to truly be a man, to truly be a woman, however you want to say it, a a spiritual being, whatever's going to make you feel better, um, for you politically correct out there, if you were offended, um, I apologize. But once again, I think it's if everybody lived by these rules, then um, you would soon see your life change greatly and for the better. And I have to log back in here real quick to uh, my SoundCloud account because I had another podcast and it was, I think it was called A Life Worth Living. And this is a track, you know, of just like mottos that people try to live by, right? Um, And like I said, how I discussed earlier, when when I said, you know, doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do, things like that, there are these different types of lifestyles that if we truly start to follow, we'll see great change, just like what was discussed in, in this video. And this is episode 27, A Lifestyle Worth Living. And this will talk about a, a bunch of different concepts like that. Loving somebody or uh, doing something because it's the right thing, right thing to do. Love means wanting what's best for the other person, not what's best for me. And when we get into that concept, right, that's when, uh, if you ever followed, if you're not if you're not Catholic, you probably don't know, but Pope John Paul II would say the opposite of love is used, right? Because unfortunately, a society where we are the center of attention, right, that's the another one of those issues of that individualism, and then they hide individualism within these larger constructs of, 
Black Lives Matter or feminism when it's more about the movement, but then they lie about trying to get individual rights when in reality they're more worried about the movement, not worried about the individual themselves. Because once we open that can of worms, the individual is usually hurt more than the individ than any good is done for the individual, right? And I think I was going to say something else, but I uh, jumped off topic there on that aspect. But um, once again, check out that, A Lifestyle Worth Living. I wish I could remember where I went before I said that last uh, bit of information. And I think these are all going to have great value in your life. It's going to help you um, start to figure things out and piece things together. And I think unfortunately just with all of the opinions out there, like I said, that's what this is. This is an opinion. Um, but once again, it can be confusing and we in ourself lose who we are, who we are supposed to be, and we fall victim to these other concepts. But once again, it's do your research. Listen to multiple things, things you like, things you don't like. I'm Catholic Christian, and I love listening to people debate Christianity or their views on why Christianity is horrible, right? Because I need to know those things, not only so I can see if they're true, uh, but if they're not true, be able to defend my beliefs, um, another one you might want to check out here as I'm scanning through here is uh, episode 26, Short Stories That Will Change Your Life. Um, here's another one, episode 23, The Death of a Society. Just kind of look at any of those, see if any of those spark your interest. Um, but there we go. That's going to be the end. Once again, I want to thank those who subscribed on SoundCloud. If you're on iTunes, please leave a review. One star, two stars, three stars, whatever it is. Comments, good or bad. Let me know what I can do to improve the podcast. Maybe there are some um, topics you would like to hear discussed that maybe I've already have some ideas on. I might have some YouTube videos on that I can kind of compile a podcast out of. Uh, once again, remember that this is also a fitness and spiritual podcast and YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel will have spiritual things, uh, praying the rosary, prayer, meditation, uh, exercise demonstrations, exercise videos, nutritional videos, things like that to help you in every aspect of life. And then we're going to go back right now to D1 so y'all can hear a little bit more of this song, The One That Got Away. Once again, don't forget to follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, YouTube. All those links will be in the description box. And I want to thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for the next episode.